0: He's introduced you to great coffee. Congratulations! World's best cup of coffee. Great music. Good win in a wrestling match. Lemmy or God? Lemmy. Ah, God. Wrong, Dick. Trick question. Lemmy is God. Great travel. That's the dream. It's not the destination. It's the journey. All things to enrich your life. If you're good at what you do, people will recognize that. Now, he's ready to tackle... Itself. Whoop-de-doo! What does it all mean? With some great guests with even better life stories. Yes, even better than how he almost failed grades 2, 4, and 7. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. You're listening to the Brenton on Tour Lifecast. Here's BD. Well, we're calling it life for now. Brenton is actually back on tour. I am actually back In a tour bus, touring around this fine continent of ours, hanging out. In America currently, there's plans to go to Canada at the end of this tour, but I'm back at it. It's weird. Back on tour, back tasting amazing coffee around the world. In Philadelphia today, hanging out, did the Rocky Steps because you got to do it. It's about two kilometers from the hotel. And then I ran a little further and up and down and did about eight kilometers in total. Uh, Not a great pace. Did okay. Still trying to get the lungs back from this uh, COVID thing. Um, I mean, I'm pretty much 100%. I'm feeling really, really good, but my lungs are terrible. Um, But, you know, there's many out there to believe that I never had it to begin with. So, anyways, that's a story for another day. Uh, I can tell you, my friends, that if you get it and you got a lung problem, it's going to be a problem for you. So, you know, it's real. I don't care what you say you can bring your little whack job doctors into the mix you know there's millions of doctors around this fine planet all with the same plan help you and then there's about 95 others you know I'm not saying listen I respect the fact that you went to medical school and you became a chiropractor but I'm not going to you for advice on vaccines. Sorry, it's not happening. And the fact that everyone is, and pulling those into their little uh, daily speech on Facebook and all the rest of it. It's, uh, it's never going to get fixed at this pace. Uh, like I'm talking about the world. The world is not going to get fixed in any hurry. Uh, everyone's angry on both sides. And I'm seeing it down here in America. People ask me, how's it going on tour? What's going on? So I wanted to check in. Hey, you know what? It's been a busy couple of days for me. I was in New York City on September 11th on the 20th anniversary. Our day's off. Just happened to line up with it. I couldn't believe it. And um, I'll get into that in a little bit. I want to touch uh, a little bit about just what touring's like in general. People, I'm getting a lot of questions from people. What's touring like in general? What's, what's it been? I was on a panel yesterday. Um, with my friends at Crew Coalition, which is this great Facebook group uh, that's all crew-based people kind of wondering what's happening. You know, as I said, I'm fortunate enough to be out here. There's a, a whole bunch of other tours that are out, but there's also a bunch of people, a bunch of crew people and um, production and you name it, just sitting around waiting for that first tour. So um, I, I got lucky, so I'm, I'm, I'm happy about that, but uh, there's still many, many people without work. And um, we're hoping that that gets back to normal pretty soon. So I can just give a little bit of insight as to what's been going on out here. I plan on doing that. So just anyways, about my day in Philly, hung out, ran, did the rocky steps because that's what you got to do when you're here. It's so much fun to do uh, and kind of run. And, you know, it's actually my second Rocky slash Sylvester Stallone statue in about the last three months because I was camping uh, out around Hope where was that camping in Harrison outside of British Columbia and went to hope where they filmed first blood and they got a, they have a uh, statue there of, uh, of Stallone. Uh, so that's weird, but, uh, yeah, two Stallone locations, but, uh, it was, uh, it was a great run and it was like 31 degrees today, which is hot. It's like 87, 88 degrees for you American listeners out there. And, uh, It was great. So that was fun to be able to do that. That's one of my great joys about traveling and going out and doing these shows is on these days off, and I can explore a bit. And I am exploring still. Um, Listen, I'm vaccinated. Um, I'll mask up where I need to. But, uh, you know, if I'm outside running around, I'll run. I'll run by myself. Play some golf. I'll go do the thing. Spend a lot of time alone out here. So getting a lot of sightseeing and just uh, outdoors. So I was never a mall guy anyway, so I never went. Did that, so kind of in and out. You do gotta go to a Walgreens, so you know you gotta get get your supplies for travel as you do, and of course coffee. Trying to find all the best coffee out here that I can find. Um, thankfully, there's some really great coffee people on this trip, as there always are. So there's people that are always coming in and sort of, hey, where are we gonna, you know, where where should we get coffee from today? And and uh, and our production assistant on this tour, Erin, has been amazing. She. She uh, will send the uh, runners and runners are people that run around for us all day and she'll send them out in the morning and, and get us all caffeinated and fueled up um, generally based on my recommendation or somebody from the tour. So it's really awesome. Um, so I've been getting some awesome, awesome coffee. Of course I've got my AeroPress with me. I got the lever press. So I'm making double espressos. I'm making Americanos. I'm making AeroPress and I got some great beans. So I'll get into more of that. It's pretty cool. Uh had a great, uh, day the other day got a chance to get on there and um talk on the dean Blundell network which was great the guys had me on we were just talking a little bit about uh september 11th and a few things um uh dean's got a, a great uh, paramedic and fireman um on uh, i'll get this right you can call, find him at Hobbs 14 <laughs> let me get that hold on let me just double check on that because dean messed this up the other day uh great guy and, uh, and, and, oh, there's my Norm Donald. Yeah, Norm McDonald just died. Oh, Norm McDonald died today. That's a whole other thing we can get into. But for now, I'm going to go into yeah. this. Uh, I'm going to go and uh, bring this guy up because he's, um, he's a paramedic and he's a fireman. And guess what? Uh, his name is Brad Hopper. Brad Hopper14. Uh, great guy that was on a Dean Bundell network with Lachlan, uh, myself, and Dean talking about, you know, what they're going through right now is paramedics and firemen and all the rest of it through this situation. So, um, and what they had to, you know, what he had to kind of experience as a, as a fireman and what September 11th was like for him. And man, it was, uh, it was heavy. It was heavy. I, I have a lot of firemen in my life that are amazing people. A lot of first responders, responders in my life, nurses and police officers. And they're all incredible people doing amazing things. So thank you all for all the things that you do. Um, so, anyways, we—I um, was on there and had a great opportunity to kind of shoot the shit, and also got a chance to catch up with my old friend Chris Machete on our Kids on the Escalator podcast. We did a little quick one-hour sort of preview show of season two, which is coming up in about mid-October. I'm going to be in Ontario, and we're actually going to be in person, so we're going to start uh, the season off together, which is great. But uh, we previewed a few things, so you can find that on all of our places—you know, Apple and Spotify and on the Dean Bondell Network—and. Our YouTube channel is being built again. um, uh, The Kids on the Escalator podcast. So you can go check it out and a bunch of content on the way there. And please visit me over at Brenton on Tour as well on YouTube. Uh, You can check out a whole bunch of uh, interviews from the past couple seasons. Plus um, i got some more coffee content coming up there. So anyways, it's been a great time uh, getting back out here and kind of getting back into the groove. Touring. What's touring like now? Well, listen. Uh, lots of talk about what the different tours are doing. Some you need to be fully vaccinated on, some you need to, uh, mask up on. In most cases, production managers are running it that you need to be fully vaccinated in order to tour. So I understand that that's going to eliminate a handful of people from the equation. Uh, and unfortunately, you know, that's just the way it's going to go. So, you know, there's uh, an amazing, an amazing, an amazing, an amazing, um, Video going viral, viral right now, um, by a girl that put this thing on TikTok, and it's just been incredible. She uh, she goes by the name Hill underscore D, and she broke down the numbers on getting vaccinated versus not getting vaccinated. Um, and I think she dumbed it down perfectly. I think she absolutely dumbed it down better than anyone has ever dumbed it down. And talked about, you know, people without. The vaccination versus people with the vaccination and their odds of getting it and their odds of dying from it and back and forth. It was great. And um, I want you guys to listen to it and watch it, even if you're on the other side, even if you are anti-everything. Uh, I've been heard now. I've been told now that it's not called anti-vaxxers anymore. I've been told now that it's that it's a freedom. It's, it's a freedom thing. And um, I understand. So listen, everyone's entitled to their own thing. Go. Cool. Do you, you guys do you. But touring is going to move ahead with the vaccinated and that's how it's going to go. And i you know, there's people with some pre um, preconditions that eliminate them from getting vaccinated. So I, I do feel bad for them in that scenario. Um, I believe some exceptions have been made in some of these cases, but they're having to test every single day. So it's not the easiest for them to tour, but hey, you know, at that point everyone's vaccinated on tour. So if you're, uh, unable to get it if you are medically unable to get it and if you have some preexisting conditions that are going to uh, eliminate you then um you know i'm not opposed i'm like come on out just you know be stand a pretty heavy risk of um getting sick and i can tell you from experience i'm still still recovering i was at a 100 you know I, I feel pretty great i've been running a little bit trying to get the lungs back but it's a, it's a journey it's it's a marathon for me and i used to have cardio like crazy and it's very, very tough for me right now. Um, I mean, it was 80 degrees, 85 degrees today, so whatever. But, um, it was a, it's tough. And this long haul thing is real. And I'm sorry if you don't believe it, but it's real. And actually that Hildy girl lost her dad. Okay. And so she's fired up. She's like, you know, Hey, stop, you know, why do we have to keep losing people? So, um, and I agree with her. I'd hate for anybody on either side of the equation to lose their life. There's a lot of, there's a lot of, well, if you're not going to get vaccinated, screw you, you should die. Listen, I don't wish anything on anybody. I want everybody to, um, you know, people have families and kids and everything. I want everyone to live forever, honestly. But, um, but I, (laughs) I, 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 I don't know what to say to you to that side anymore. I'm kind of over it. Cause I'm getting a bit of, um, I'm getting a bit of uh, kind of hammered again on the COVID thing and you never had it and all the rest of it. People finding out an old TikTok video of mine where I announced that I had it. I was one of the first to have it and I'm getting hammered pretty hard and it's, it's, it's getting personal now and I'm like, I'm over it. You know what? I care about me. I care about my family. I care about moving ahead uh, as health as, as healthy as possible. I trust my doctor. I trust um, the doctor that I've spoken to who has no agenda. I've spoken to four doctors out here, uh, three Democrats and a Republican. And the only opinion I was interested in was the Republican doctor because I'm like, all right, this guy, if he's going to spin this thing, he's going to spin it. This is the one I want to speak to. And I asked him, I said, listen, we're out on tour. We're doing stuff. Um, Guys are going to get sick or whatever. What's the biggest issue that you're facing with this? And I'm going to tell you flat out, and I have no, no agenda here, friends, okay? I can tell you flat out, the Republican doctor flat out said to me, in Phoenix, Arizona, the biggest problem we have is that our emergency rooms are filled with unvaccinated people. I mean, he's saying that, so... I'll leave it to you. You go do what you gotta do. But back to the tour. Um, I just just, just some observations. People want to know what I'm experiencing out here. This is one of the things I'm experiencing out here. We went through Texas, you know, no no anything. No, and it was go, go, go. You know, Austin was a little different because it's about an 89 to 90 percent vax rate in that city, or jab, as some of the folks call it. Um, Dallas was a gong show. I got someone actually come up in front of me. And why why okay protesting that's happening and people protesting at hospitals, give me a break. They're trying to save the people that you guys are trying to defend. If someone's sick from COVID, they're trying to help them. All right. If they didn't get vaccinated and they're really, really sick and on a ventilator, like this doctor says, the doctors are still doing everything they can to help them. Yet you're protesting in front of hospitals and blocking people from getting in. It's the stupidest thing I've ever seen. I've never seen a meaner group uh, in that regard, right now, so hey, time to split the friends list here because I'm just telling you, I uh, and I there's people being mean on the on the other side of it too. There's the, hey, we want everyone to die that's not vaccinated. I am not one of them, but just like let's take the Bible out of the equation, let's take the Lord out of the equation, let's take everything out of the equation, and go with the million and a half doctors that are like this is the real science. I don't care about the other science and it's happening. I got some guy come, came up to me in Dallas and was right up in my shit. It was the stupidest thing. And, um, uh, it was the stupidest thing. We move on to Houston and, um, you know, it's a, it's a little bit different. And we moved across. Um, it was kind of the same everywhere. We're not really seeing, you know, again, mask, no mask. I listen, I'm, I'm over that conversation. It's, it's really just what you're comfortable with and you do what you got to do. Um, but we wear them out here. I I wear them when I'm indoors at at some places and I, and, um, when I'm outdoors and I'm golfing and I'm running and doing stuff, it's not happening. I just, uh, you know, I'm outside, but, um, you know, I went to a coffee shop in, in, um, St. Angelo, Texas. We were kind of in between dates. We stopped for a day in San Angelo, which I'd never heard of before. And I walked into this coffee shop. It was highly recommended. They'd only opened about three months prior. And I met the guy who owned it. And he's and I noticed he had a church in the back. And I was like, this is weird. You got to, you know, not that it's weird for Texas. I'm just saying it's odd. Sometimes, you, you know, coffee shops are tied to different things. But it's the first coffee shop I've seen in front of a church. And I thought, oh, maybe they're using it as a fundraising thing. Or maybe they're using it as as a uh, whatever. And just, you know, it's just a church that, that uh that leased him space but it turned out he actually created this space uh for people that actually were struggling with faith people that were on the fence either they were you know atheists or they just all the way around they just didn't have a have a plan but he also kind of left it uh, for anybody of any faith to come in and just hang out and uh and he said to me you know people are just struggling all the way around he goes we wanted to offer a place that um uh, it was great for everyone to just come and hang out. And I thought that was the most un-Texas thing I'd ever heard because I was like, this is great, you know. I'd come here and just hang out listen to what people are talking about. I, I'm fascinated with people and what they say and how they, they live their lives. So um, so I'm fine. You know what I mean? I, I'm, I'd I'd go watch it, grab a coffee and sit down. I might uh, get a couple of chuckles in there, you know, the magic book and all. But anyways as it goes. Um, so I thought it was great and uh, he had a great coffee and we, we shot the shit for a while and it was, he was a great guy. Again, I'm not here to, 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 um, I don't want to say I don't want to judge because I'm getting pretty judgy. I got to tell (laughs) you, but anyways, uh, you guys want to know about the journey. So I got through there and then, um, El Paso, which is right on the, uh, the Juarez border. And that was interesting. um, To see the two, you know, the differences between the two and the straight poverty in that part of Juarez and that part of uh, Mexico versus like, you know, standing on a university campus that clearly was funded. So um, unbelievable. And again, there was a lot of um, masks, not masks. I mean, it's been so interesting to kind of see the difference. But everyone on the tours, for the most part, oh, no, everyone on our tour is vaccinated, but everyone on the tours, that I'm hearing are, are vaccinated and if they're not, they're not working. So it's an interesting kind of time uh, when it comes to that. Um, and the other thing I want to, I want to point out too, is that a lot of these venues are making these decisions about letting people come into the show vaccinated or unvaccinated. That's a venue decision. That's not a band decision. Okay. So leave the bands alone. A lot of people picking on bands for playing only vax shows or playing this or playing that. Well, Hey, listen, the country crowd are going to, are going to play, you know, to only vax, it's great. They're only unvaxed. You know, they don't want mandates. Fair enough. Great. But some people are going to come. Music unites everybody. And that's the thing about music that I love is that you go, you can go to Arkansas, you can go, I can go to Alabama and do a show. I was in Alabama a couple of years ago. There's 15,000 people there. There's a pretty safe bet that it was a very red leaning crowd, but there's a pretty safe bet that there's at least 10 to 15% of that crowd that uh, is blue. But everyone was enjoying music and everyone was was together, and that's what music does. It brings people together. It hel- it heals. It brings the whole thing together. So, um. I uh I I'm for me uh, I'm. It, we we played a venue in Portland and it was uh the, I think the Trailblazers that put it in that everyone coming into the building had to be vaccinated. Now I'm starting to see the NHL teams and the NBA teams and the Major League Baseball teams are all kind of getting into this scenario where you have to be vaccinated to come in. And it was the weirdest thing to come in and to be in a building with, uh, you know, 12,000 people and every single one of them were vaccinated. It shouldn't feel weird, but given what's been going on in this planet of ours, it is weird. It is, it is almost like the vaccinated are the minorities now. And, um, we're made to be feel guilty for being vaccinated. And uh, that was the first time I was in a in an arena full of people that uh, were vaccinated. So what a feeling. It's amazing. Um, And then we moved on. So, and then, uh, I, so uh, there's no guests backstage now. Catering, uh, locals that are eating different from the tour. The tour's in a bubble. You know, we're not, you're not going on other people's buses. Your bus is your bus. And that's what it is. Uh, band gets off, gets off the stage. They go to their dressing room. They go to their bus and they leave. It's 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 the quietest backstage I've ever seen and I quite enjoy it. It's great. <laughs> it's uh, there's no, you know, we need parking for 45 people. Uh, this person wants to meet the band, they got this, they got that. Nope, gone. Uh and I hope that stays regardless of what happens down the road. I hope they, that stays because it's been it's one less thing uh, to worry about on a show day. It's one less security thing to worry about. It's great. Um, but it's a bit different, too, because we all have friends around the world and we like to see them and all the rest of it. So um, often you have to go off site to see them and things like that. So it's not easy to do on a show day versus having somebody in for a bite to eat to say hi and catch up. So uh, so a few changes um, on on that side of it. Um, but uh, by all accounts, I, and I've heard of some tours that are full on, you know, heavy rules where you can't even leave your hotel. You got other ones that uh, are a little bit less uh, with less rules, but, but i all accounts, the tours that I've heard that have a very, very chilled uh, ruling system are all the ones that are being shut down as well because somebody from um, the, the touring party has tested positive and shut it down because you test positive And if you got your principles go down, then that's it. The tour is done and everyone goes home and everyone loses money. So I think everyone's on the same page. So that's kind of what's going on. And you know, obviously on tour, one of the things when you're traveling with 80 people, you never really talk politics and and things like that. It really can split the split the whole tour right in half. So more so the uh, more than ever, it's it's you know, um there's no tolerance for, you know, any anti talk on tours. I'll tell you that. But on the other side, people are kind of quiet about it and they're not really talking about it cuz um everyone's trying to move ahead. So uh, that's what's going on there. Um, anyways, as I was talking about earlier, uh, moving it to September 11th, I was there. It was the 20th anniversary. Now, an interesting story. 20 years ago, I was supposed to be there with a band that I was tour managing. And uh, we ended up not going then. We ended up um, being delayed and not, not going at that time. And uh, the, you know, the management still made it down there. And so that was a bit of a frantic day when we were all like looking for the manager and stuff and ended up finding him and stuff. But what a weird feeling it was. And so to to have a day off on this tour and have it in New York, I mean, we were staying outside of New York, but I I jumped on a ferry and I was right into Manhattan as fast as I could be because I just, I wanted to take it in. I wanted to take the city in. I wanted to feel it. Um, We couldn't get down to the memorial area until after three o'clock because they were, you know, every president except for Trump, of course, because he was um, (laughs) commentating a fight because, you know, that's more important than 3000 people who lost their lives. But anyways, if, if all the presidents were there hanging out, so they had the whole area blocked. So I ended up going to Staten Island and hanging out over there to go get coffee. I'd never been to Staten Island before. Um, Amy Schumer made it really famous with uh, her opening scene in the movie Trainwreck. There's so many people from Staten Island. Um, Pete Davidson, who lost his dad uh, in September 11th. Uh, he uh, He's from Staten Island, made a great movie uh, recently with uh, Judd Apatow. Uh, called the king of staten island so i was always wanting to go the ferries are free it runs you past the statue of liberty kind of gives you that overview of manhattan i'd never done it i'm like let me go be a tourist here we go so got on that and uh, went to staten island jumped in an uber found amazing coffee over there uh, called beans and leaves and it was right beside this amazing taco stand so it was awesome to experience that and um Great. And uh, had some great company along the way. So it was some uh, good people to hang with all day. And, and it was it was great to kind of be a part of that. Um, uh, and just made my way back to Manhattan and then ended up down to the memorial area on um, on the day. And it didn't get heavy for me until we got down to right by where the towers went down and where the memorial is and, and the fountains are. It's quite an unbelievable uh, what they've built there. And ladder 10 is there, which, um, you know, is the local fire station uh, by all accounts would have been the first people on site because they were literally on the corner of uh, the building. And um, you know, they had the trucks out and all of the firemen were there, fire man, fire women, you name it. They were all there. Everyone that was basically off shift from around the world was in New York city uh, on September 11th from what I could see. And they're all partying at the Irish pub, right, directly behind the pub or the the station, uh, and you know, basically making it like every single fireman movie you've ever seen. Everything, every single movie, about a fire department a guys uh, partying at the Irish pub. But obviously, they had a lot to to um, mourn, and they were celebrating their the lives. Uh, not celebrating, you know what I mean? But they were honoring the lives of the their their um, the men and women that were lost. Um, and so that that at that latter ten, they had they had lost. It looks like six or seven. They had a, you know a tribute to them there, and you could tell a lot of the new people there, a lot of the new recruits, as they you know they look like they're mid twenties. So they would have only been like probably four or five years old when this happened, and then you could tell some of the older guys that were probably in their fifties and sixties uh, definitely were there, and they would have been there and lost their friends. So it was really, really heavy. It was just um, a somber kind of mood, but also a, a celebration of life um, and and a, and a way for these people to honor everybody. It was just, um, I was so, I, I just wanted to be down there and check it out, and it was an unbelievable feeling. And then to go on Dean's show and talk to Brad and, and get his take on it, like he can't even really think about it because he's got to go to work every day still and has to think about what these guys had to do and i go in, and I'm not talking about just firemen. There was uh, police officers and ambulance and the and the um, port authority and you name it. Everyone was, so many people tried to help everybody that day. So um, it's really something to think about it. And then to go down there and witness it in the fountains. I, I posted a bit on my Instagram. You can check it out. It's quite a tribute. Um, and to see the footprint and then just see how close it was to all the buildings and all the rest of it. Some scary stuff. I don't know. Um, I won't talk too much more about it, but everybody first responder, I touched on it earlier. Um, thank you for everything that you guys do. Um, what a feeling to be down there and see that band of brothers and sisters, uh, everyone just kind of honoring everybody. It was amazing. So kudos to you. And and um, I wish you guys all the best for that um, moving forward. Um, and I'll, I'll wrap a bit on the coffee journey, which has been amazing. I went back and visited my friend Paul at Cutbow Coffee in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Hi, Paul. Great stuff. Great coffee there. I'd love to go there. And then um, uh, Danger, my buddy Danger from News 1130 in Vancouver is a huge fan of Proud Mary Coffee in Portland. So I went to Portland, checked that out, and um, that was great. And not to mention that inside our hotel, they actually had a, a wall that opened up and there was a barista back there. So that was cool, and uh, they had some great coffee from there. So uh, amazing to, s- to find that. And then uh, last but not least, but I, I found a- discovered a new coffee that uh, you can hear right here. I'll see if I get some ASMR. That's a pre-ground, which I never do, but I uh, got it for espresso purposes from Dollop Coffee in Chicago. And this thing was amazing. So I got a bag ready to crack tomorrow uh, in our show in Philadelphia which uh, is, or sorry, it's, it's in Jersey, actually. It's, Col- it's in Camden, Jersey, which apparently is one of the roughest places in the world. But hey, <laughs> whatever, got to go do shows. Um, and Dollop Coffee from Chicago. Uh, that was amazing to discover that right around the corner. Chicago, what a city. What a city that is. I love that city so much. Um, so there's, you know, some historic uh, stops on this trip that we're doing and it's been great and it's no more historic than New York um Chicago and philly which is where I am today having a great time just chilling out just taking care of myself today it's like really you know um got a good sleep on the bus on the way in did a run hit the gym uh had a really great meal just you know um and just kind of took the city in, and it was awesome um so much history here too and being a American history buff, I love it, so I could spend days here, I'm sure, so uh, that's the update, that's me on tour again, more stuff coming out uh, over the coming weeks, I'll probably get back into the Brenton on tour Uh, podcast on a regular basis here weekly including video shortly probably mid-October around the same time that I'm doing uh, kids on the escalator they just kind of go together I also have some guests lined up uh, then including a cast member from the Sopranos which I'm very excited about Um, the uh, the new Sopranos prequel that's coming out the many saints in Newark come on people people no one's more excited about that than me let me tell you I'm such a huge fan of, uh, of the Talking Sopranos podcast. They break everything down uh, scene by scene from every single episode. So do yourself a favor and listen to that if you're listening to the podcast, as well as uh, a whole bunch of podcasts on the Dean Dell Network, including Dean's show, which is much, must listen to every single day. Uh, he's got a great uh, cast on there of people that come on and co-hosts that come on and talk about all sorts of things. He brings actual doctors on, but he also brings, I mean, people from the other side to try to justify what uh, what their reasoning is. And um, it doesn't always end well. I mean, it just doesn't always end well. Because, you know, Dean was almost a doctor. So that guy's real smart. And, um, well, he he doesn't really stand for, for it. So interesting, interesting stuff there. Tons of stuff. Uh, PP1 podcast on there. Nerd Dad podcast on there. Uh, Welcome to Mars with Ali. So many great uh, shows on that network the number one independent podcast network in Canada. And he's got like the number two show in the country. So very cool. Kudos to him. Thank you to Dean and the team for hosting me over there. Uh, back to regular shows very, very shortly. So make sure you check out brintonontour.com for all my past episodes. Please like and share. Haven't said that in a while. Please join me over at YouTube if you can. And when you get over there, leave a comment and tell your friends because there's more videos to come. Uh, I know my new buddy Brad Opper, the uh, fireman I was talking about from Kingston, Ontario, uh, and Medic, that guy will love the new coffee content I got coming out. So it's coming. I got a whole bunch of stuff from around this fine planet to visiting Barcelona and, and Albuquerque and, and uh, oh man, all over the place. It's all coming. So uh, I really... Love the fact that you guys tuned in this week. Thank you so much. I know I haven't been putting out a ton of stuff, but uh, you know, you've know got a whole bunch of podcasts to listen to around this world, so I'll let you get caught up with them, and then I'll be back to regular shows very shortly. Thanks to my friends at Blue Microphones, as always. Those guys sorted us out on the network uh, with the MixFi headphones and uh, Blue Yeti X. got to thank my friends at Partake who have sponsored all of the Brenton on Tour uh, modules at this point, the Coffee, Music, Travel, and Life. And uh, I can get their product down here, which is really, really great. But I'm out on a tour with a band called Lamb of God. And those guys have a non-alcoholic beer that they got from Dog in Scotland. Well, dog has got a place here in the in the U.S. But anyways, over in Scotland is where Dog's from. And they have a great non alcohol beer called Nanny State, which I love. And now apparently Lamb of God have partnered with them. So I'm going to try to steal some of that over the next couple of days and report back on what that's like. Yeah. Cause I'm not drinking and we're like two and a half years in and I've covered that before. And, uh, it's just an interesting feeling to be out here, not drinking, uh, and doing, uh, doing shows and all the rest of it. It's a, uh, it's a weird one, but a great journey and having a blast. Thank you so much, my friends. It is the Brenton on tour podcast, um, kind of pre season show. We'll call it that. That's me on tour. Brenton actually on tour. Uh, Reach out to me with any questions, any uh, potential guests you want me to try to get for this upcoming season, which is going to be like the third. And uh, yeah, it's fun stuff. Love you all for listening. Thank you so much. Until next time, my friends. All right. Find us on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, or at BoilingPointPodcast.com.